gossipers. Welcome back to another fabulous week of Gossipin', the podcast where we gossip while we sip. Today's episode is going to be pretty iconic. This episode, we are going to be talking about all things Real Housewives. We're not going to focus in on any specific franchise. We're going to talk about our favorite moments, our favorite castmates, some iconic moments, and some of the biggest scandals. So cheers to the housewives. Cheers. 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 So ladies, let's start out strong and let's go one by one and say who our favorite housewife is. Let me go Natalie first. Okay. So I feel like there's a lot of ways you can look at this. Like, cause there are some that you want to be like the people are like, they're your favorite, or there's the ones that like provide the most entertainment. So I would say probably the one person who gives me the most entertainment when I watch the housewives is Nene leaks. Sometimes she's too much and she is such a potster, but she is just like the epitome of great television. Love her on the show as a person. She's, she's had her moments, but you know, I think, I think I got to give it to Nene cause she is just so funny. Honestly, that's an excellent choice. That was literally who I was thinking about. Okay, Jeanette, who's yours then? Funny enough, I'm actually drinking out of my Real Housewives of Portlando cup. I'm actually not a fan of the friend. Well, I say I'm not a fan of a lot of things. I feel like if you're like really invested, you're a fan, I'll watch it. I'm not diehard. However, my favorite, aside from Nini, you know, she she's really funny and I love her for that. I would probably say Lisa Vanderpump. And I know that's such a basic choice, Interesting. but hear me out when it comes down to it. Right. I'm thinking about like, if I were to be a housewife, who would I want to be? That's the way I'm approaching this question. Yeah. And she's got an excellent relationship with her man that she's been with for years. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? that could be me. That could be Max. Mm-hmm. Maxwell with the puppies and the geese. Max just walking around with the puppies. I got with the dog. And you know, you know, Max loves his little dogs. And he's British. Yeah. And and her husband is not like always in the drama. Like he steps in when he's very on the the outskirts like Max. He's a big supporter. Love that about both of them. Um, also, she's a boss lady. She works for no one but herself. She she has multiple businesses. Love mm-hmm. that for me, hopefully. Um, and just her villa. Like, she, who else? Bitch, I've always wanted a pony. Like, I have a horse. Now I need a pony and a villa. I feel like, you know, we're... I'm like, I'm like Lisa when you buy her off of AliExpress, you know? <laughs> you're the Walmart brand. You're the great value, Lisa Vanderpump. Yes, yes. I'm the bootleg Lisa. That's why you're Orlando, Real Housewives of Orlando. Correct. I don't even get the actual city. I get the Orlando part. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. I've thought long and hard about this. By long and hard, I mean the last like 30 seconds. So I'm just going to go out and say this controversial. I love Erica Jane and Kenya Moore. I knew this bitch was going to say Kenya Moore. I, I, okay, I love two of the most hated housewives. Yes, but I love them for two, two, the same but different reasons, okay? okay? Erica, before this season, wasn't really controversial, she didn't give a fuck and she was glamorous and she's kind of like what I envision myself or like like how I would see myself getting older not necessarily the old man part I mean mm-hmm. if an old man wants to adopt me and never then- say never baby never and say never old man she wasn't adopted adopt by him she married him <laughs> okay if adopt me and I marry him if an old man wants to do that fine like literally daddy yeah, like, I'll call you dad if that's really. I know like, damn well if Barack Obama wanted to marry you, you'd be about it. So exactly, exactly. Correct. So, so, so that's why I love her. Yes, she's hated right now, but she wasn't always hated. I agree. And she's glamorous. She's beautiful. She doesn't give a fuck. 
you could tell she's like Southern to the core. And I, she's just a glamour, glamorous Southern girl now living out in LA. And I love that. Now, same but different reason why I love Kenya, right? Kenya also doesn't give a fuck. She likes to stir the pot. I myself don't really like to stir the pot. This is why I probably identify more with Erica because Erica's not really a pot stirrer. However, I enjoy watching other people stir the pot. I don't want to be- yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be like, I'm Erica and AB's Kenya. Like, I don't want to be the pot stirrer, yes. but I like to be in close but proximity. But you want to be around it. Yeah, I like to be in, in close proximity to the pot stirring. I'm never- I'm like one degree removed from the pot stirring. You, I'm never really involved. It really doesn't have to do with me, but I enjoy, she makes for good TV. People hate her, but she makes for good TV. And I love that about her. All the other Atlanta housewives besides Kenya, I mean, not Kenya, I'm sorry, Candy. Oh, Candy's I mean, a good one. Candy's a good one too, the because boss. she's about her business. Candy gives me Atlanta version of Lisa Vanderpump. Yes. Lisa Vanderpump Royalty. is Beverly Hills. Candy is like that deep Southern- like deep dirty south lisa vanderpump Mm -hmm. like she's got her own empire that she's running like yeah she's got her man her man's back there but like she's calling the shots she's doing the thing also for the listeners if this makes it on a clip i have my anxiety blanket around me just in case you're wondering what that brown thing is i don't think the listeners it's her cloak she's got the invisibility it's my invisible cloak (laughs) she's gonna disappear (laughs) so that's my rant about um my favorite housewives i do have two because those are those are my two favorite ones Honestly, Erica Girardi has always been one of my top favorites. So has Lisa Vanderpump. Mm -hmm. I will say like Lisa Rinna. She was a close third. She's very messy. She's very much a liar. Like I don't like her. You think she's a liar? I think she's a bit of a liar. She's gotten worse. Like she's just gotten so bad. I think she's gotten worse. I've never thought she was a liar. I've always thought that she's like. She exaggerates the truth a little bit. She exaggerates the truth. And she's never done anything where I'm like, you flat out lied. No, I think she sort of takes something and just runs with it to make it Mm -hmm. bigger than what it really is. But she's great TV. Like she's one of those Mm -hmm. characters that if she left Housewives, like Beverly Hills would drown. But overall right now, like at this moment on this day today, my favorite is Karen Huger from Potomac. Oh, I think she is so fucking iconic. She's not as shady as Nene Leakes. But when she does come for people, like, it is just so entertaining. Her shade, let me tell you something about Potomac. Potomac is, like, because people like to compare Atlanta and Potomac, obviously, because they're the only two, like, all-Black housewife cast. That's literally why they compare them. I feel like the, the, the way the girls interact is completely different. Yeah. Than, than Atlanta. The way they interact in Potomac is very much that like DC vibe of like very like diplomatic, mm-hmm. right? It's elegant shade. It's they elegant shade and very class. diplomatic. And it's like yeah. they speak so normally, but it's like you hear back and you're like, that was shade, right? Like they yeah, just that exactly. was like a rude thing. You don't you don't realize you have to listen carefully to pick up on the shade with them because even sometimes they'll play clips like they've played clips from Karen and I'm like oh my god Karen I didn't even realize you said that and I like Potomac so like they're they're like low-key shade now Atlanta they're ready to fight like they'll throw hands I love that they're ready to I care. and I love it going. I don't I'm not here for the politics okay if no I but I love it it's funny because like Karen Huger like 
one of the one of the recent episodes for the reunion they were talking about Giselle's fashion which is like she's one of the, like the OGs of Potomac and her fashion sets yeah. is not it it's not <laughs> literally it. Karen was like I thought it was so funny she's like her fashion is just dead it's just <laughs> and I was like that is just so funny you see Andy Cohen in the corner trying not to laugh but she's just one of those characters that is just all out there yeah. And I love her because again, she's low key shade. And it kind of reminds me of like the dynamic of my grandparents. My grandma's very like, I'll cuss you out. I'm ready to throw hands. I'll tell you about your business and like not give a fuck. Right. Whereas my grandpa is very like low key shady. Like mm-hmm. if you don't listen, if you're not listening, you're going to miss it. Luckily, I'm always listening, so I don't miss it. I'm just cackling in the corner. And that's how I feel like watching Potomac. So I, I live for both. I would say if I had to rate like my top housewife shows, I would probably, Potomac and Beverly Hills are, they're neck and neck for me. At one point it was New York, but they've kind of died off. So I would probably say Potomac and then Beverly Hills and then Atlanta. But I haven't been watching Atlanta as much. So one of yeah. my favorite things about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I will say is a luxury like the Mm -hmm. luxurious lifestyles that they live. And my mom was watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City with me. And we were making that comparison of like, you can tell the difference between people who have money and people who have new money. And Mm -hmm. she was referring to Kathy Hilton. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if all of you have seen this past season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but Kathy Hilton joined and she's just the epitome of class. Like Mm -hmm. she's a Hilton. An icon. An icon. She literally was just like, oh yes, I lived nine years at the Waldorf Astoria. She's just like, I have a lady in the house. It's just like people, you can see the ones that are used to having money and then the ones that like get it and literally don't know how to act. Well, you can also see the ones that are still like working their way up or working for their money too as well. Like they're not necessarily like broke. They're also not like Lisa Vanderpump or Kathy Hilton rich. And I will say that as luxurious as these women are, these women do have their scandals. And they have these moments where some have been arrested, some have been in lawsuits, some have actually gone to literal prison, Teresa Giudice. But what would you guys say is some of your favorite scandals so far amongst the years? Like they've been around for 10, 15 years. So you guys can really think of anything. Which ones would you say? Have you been like, whoa, I can't believe that actually happened. So I got into Atlanta a few years ago and I just kind of like watched all of it. And I remember just hearing all the stuff with like Candy and Phaedra, but I never Mm. like really knew the details of it. And like, I never knew. And it's so funny when you watch this stuff like late, you're like, did you guys know this happened? And everyone's like, yeah, we literally watched this four years ago. Like we all know. If you don't know, basically Phaedra Parks was a housewife. Her and Candy were best friends like thickest thieves basically this whole season there's a rumor that candy and her husband were going to drug and sexually assault Portia, Portia. who was another yeah. cast member after they went out drinking one night and it was just like this long thing of candy and like we said candy's a boss bitch like candy will not let you defame her or like get in the way of her business which is like obviously portrayed as like an assaulter or potentially someone to do that then it was going to ruin everything for her and basically the whole season goes by and no one knows like where this rumor started like why does Portia think this to be true she her and candy had like two or three fights throughout the season of her just screaming like I knew you were gonna do this to me and candy being like I have literally no idea what you're talking about this was not the case get to the reunion We come to find out live on the reunion that Phaedra admitted to starting this rumor. And she told Portia that Todd and Candy were planning on taking her back, drugging her, you know, messing around with her, whatever. You could see how broken Candy was when that was admitted. Like you could see like the actual hurt in her eyes by that moment. 
it was just like to think, you know, and a lot of people say people do stuff for TV for not, this is who they are. But it's like, one, if you do that just to get a storyline, like, holy shit. And that's the thing, like, Phaedra's a lawyer. Like, Phaedra, I always liked her, kind of. Like, she wasn't ever my favorite because she definitely, like, had her way with some scandals. But when that whole thing was revealed and, like, Portia was just made to look, like, so stupid and she was, like, their little blade doll in this. Like, literally, yeah. Phaedra knew she would believe her because she was so naive, used her to start these rumors about Candy and, like, basically led her to do her dirty work. And Pedro ultimately was fired and, and all this stuff came out like afterwards, but it was just like probably one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Like if you asked me who I would have thought had said that we all just, everyone like thought it was Portia when it was live on air. Like people just thought she made this up. And when it came out to be Phaedra, someone who Candy literally trusted with her life not too long ago, wild. I think that's like one of the craziest things I've seen on TV. Yeah, I completely agree. Did you watch it live when it was like when the season came out? Yeah, that? I literally remember watching it live and I don't know if you guys have seen the episode, but then um, Candy literally starts breaking down. She was just like, what do you think was going to come out of you saying that I was going to drug and rape someone? She's like, I'm a mom. Like, I'm a wife. Like, you're saying all these things. How can you put that out there? Like you put that out in the universe. You have no idea how damaging that is. It's honestly disgusting. Like yeah, right. that's just like another level. And I, I honestly would have to, cause I feel like this came back in like 2010s, like maybe mm. 2013, 2014. So I would have to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. But taking that, the show aside, like how nasty of a person do you have to be to start a rumor like that especially if you're at that level of like that magnitude like your business your friends your family like that could all go away like that because of what do you expect is gonna happen that's the thing with all them and their scandals it's like you are on like a lot of them literally just think they're too good to get caught and we'll probably talk about the ones that have been arrested and all that stuff but like they just put themselves up on this pedestal and they think nothing's going to happen to them. And it's like, of course it is. Actually, mine is Phaedra's as well. Or it's not Phaedra's, it's Phaedra related. The Real Housewives of Atlanta and the Beverly Hills one are really the only ones I watched, I guess, well enough to know these people because I dabbled into New York. I dabbled into New Jersey. I dabbled into Orange County. And then I dabbled into Potomac, but I just, I got to push through. But anyway, um, you got to push through with Potomac and then you just get hooked. I have, my attention span is like five seconds. So unless you really get me, I'm not with you. But um, I think the one I'm referring to is, so Phaedra's ex, the man that went to prison. I forgot his name. Oh, Apollo. Um, thank you, Apollo. That was Apollo. That, okay. that drama. That whole thing. Their but whole marriage was yes, just... The, their the whole, whole marriage was nasty. The whole relationship, but I guess the number... I don't know. The, the original scandal that I think everyone would consider a scandal and then one that I would consider scandalous if I was in Phaedra's, the scandal that was like a scandal was between her and Kenya when... And it was some bullshit when they thought that Kenya had been with this. With, with oh, Apollo. they thought Kenya was yes. like sleeping around with when Apollo. When Apollo lied and said she wanted, she asked me to do it for a blowjob. And then he was Correct. like, oh yeah, just kidding. That didn't happen. Correct. I was like, oh my God. So yeah. anyway, that. And then the part that I thought should have been a hella scandal, but was like oddly very peaceful when they all took a vacation and Apollo picked up Kenya <gasps> I know threw her over her sho- his shoulder and jumped into this pool with this woman divorce on the spot I'm a mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an attorney I'm divorcing us oh fuck fuck hiring a judge I, divorce right here right now yeah 
And then she went on to have a second child with this man. I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, like, how dumb can you be? That's when you know, like, you're I think she just wanted it. She wanted the- She wanted to work so bad. She wanted to be, like, the Southern Belle with her shit together, her career, her kids, a sexy man. solid husband, all that. It should have been a red flag that she picked this man up in a prison. Like, she did, like- she didn't pick him up on like Christian Mingle. She picked him up in in a prison. Lock, <laughs> Is that how lock. they met? Yeah. It always yeah. Comes back. Listen, you know, oh, it always know. comes back to love after lockdown. Um, <laughs> I love love after lockdown. Sixty <laughs> days, sixty days in love after lockdown. Because I I'm just saying, that's that's how Phaedra got her her love on. Um, but didn't he end up like talking like once they got divorced? Like wasn't he like? being super nasty to her and like talking yeah. shit about he her. Was, yeah, 100%. He tried he to get physical with through. her. Yeah. He was a dick through and through. And honestly, I think there's a lot of stuff and this is me speculating. This is not slander. Um, I feel like, in my opinion, that even through the marriage, like during the marriage, I feel like there was a lot of shit that she kept under wraps that mm-hmm, like sure. either did it, yeah. didn't, wasn't televised or didn't make it to the blogs or whatever mm-hmm. because just just the shit that actually made it was very like as oh remember when he got into a fight at at Nini's pajama pajama party, party? Yes. 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 yes yes that oh was iconic the pajama the party, party. Iconic. she got into a fight with who was it Kenya's friend or something it was Kenya's friend like the guys started getting into it and then Peter jumped in and but then but the Nini the Nini the Nini started blaming Kenya I justice for Kenya because oh my god well, Jocelyn while I think she's messy, opinion. here we go. While I think she's messy, I don't. I think, I think she's very like Candace sometimes. Where she's like, a little broken. Things, like things that she says get her yeah. in trouble, or people that she surrounds herself gets her in trouble. But she's not actually the problem. Like, like there's nothing that Kenya has done that I'm really like. Why did you like nothing that I can remember at least that I'm like really. Like name something, name something. I dare you. Name I've something. seen her. Like I remember her being petty. Remember there was, mm-hmm. I think it was a charity event, and she showed up dressed up as Phaedra with the butt implants, with the yes. butt thing. Okay, but you're just being shady. What yeah, that was funny. Done? Yeah, you're being funny. Like I feel like she's like a jokester. Like she doesn't care about these girls. She's like fuck you. Like. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't think people love to hate Kenya. Why? Why? Because she's annoying. Fine, she's, she's annoying. She ta- Portia's she definitely annoying. Shit, but she hasn't she done shit. anything. I think I'm not Portia's a fan of Portia either. I'm not a fan of Portia. Either. I can't. I don't fuck with and, Portia. I don't like Portia. Portia's just either. not smart at all. I'm sorry. Like I don't Dude, know. That was, she's so dumb. That was, that was when she card, she made the comment about the Underground Railroad and her grandfather <laughs> was a part of the civil rights movement, my jaw like, dropped. I was floor. like, my- baby girl. I don't know if she was going for the ditzy cute girl next in the door. beginning. Like, I definitely yeah. think that's what she was going for. It's crazy yeah. But they it always made her talked look about so bad. They always talked about how young she was, and I was like, oh, she must have been like in her twenties, and she was literally in her thirties when she joined the show. Like they were all mm-hmm. di- or like her made no, it was her thirties when she joined the show, and they just made her out to be like this little dumb girl, and I was like, this woman's in her in her thirties. Like, why is she acting this way? Uh, but I wanted to touch on what Joss said um, on the Kenya thing. One thing that was super funny, because I guess we're just we're just chatting about Atlanta now, was um, Kim Zolciak's daughter, Brielle. Bierman. Oh, she Another went. In- I love Kim Zolciak. I'm so I love Kim you Zolciak. would. 
Janae, you would love Don't her. be tardy for the party. Whoa, whoa. So I never went to early. I didn't, I like skipped over the first season of Atlanta because I was like, this literally looks like it was filmed in 1990s. Like, what are these people wearing and why do they look like this? Her daughter went into a party at Nini's house and basically took a video of like there being like bugs and roaches in Nini's like bathroom. Brielle, yeah, she did yeah, that. Brielle did. And she posted it on Instagram. Like, first of all, that's just so fucking shady. Like, you know, you knew what you were doing there, but whatever, defend your mom. And then the, that season ended with like a Halloween party and Nini dressed up as a bug and Greg dressed up as an exterminator. And it was literally just the funniest shit. Like, that's how you deal with stuff like that. Like, that is just the perfect comeback it was so funny and that's why I'm just like Nini you're just you know I can't can't I I I get why Johnson's trying to root for Kenya and I'm glad she made it back in time to stand up for herself um yeah 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 (laughs) because you're about to talk hella shit I'm but but wait a minute look at you look at you getting caught in the act (laughs) no I said I'm glad you made it back I recognized Mm -hmm. so here's what I'm gonna say I agree with Jocelyn when she's saying that Kenya is misunderstood Yes, I do think she's misunderstood. Um, do I think she's annoying? I also agree with Jocelyn on that. I think, listen, I think sometimes she's actually kind of funny and I'm like, yes, bitch. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very, I'm not here, not there. I'm not team Kenya. I'm not team against Kenya. I'm just kind of trying to tell you like where I'm at with her. So I do understand. I, I think she makes for great TV. I think she's a beautiful girl. Um, yeah, she's, she's beautiful. She's, She's from Detroit. She's seen a thing or two in her life. Her mm-hmm. mama didn't want her. She has a lot to unpack. Her okay. Mom. So she bringing up her mom. We're going to give her all of that. We know the whole thing with her and Portia and how they fought over her title. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got to give credit where credit is due. However, I will say this. I do think that she, I agree with uh, Natalie, where she's saying like the comparison, they're obviously different people, but between Nini Leaks and Kenya like Nini is someone who's genuinely a funny person mm-hmm. she doesn't really have to try to be funny and I think that's where my conflict comes with Kenya because sometimes it'll come very naturally and other times I'm like just cool it you know what Chill. I mean the part of funny real housewife has been taken by Nini you don't have like there's no competition here just be yeah. the pretty one because you're gorgeous you're drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. so be that be yeah, that, she's be beautiful. a classy, beautiful uh, woman. But I also feel like, I don't know, I guess you see a lot of this conflict when she was in that relationship with whatever that guy's name was. Um, and one. she was like, yeah, I forget what his name was. Matt, but she was Matthew. like, yeah, Matt. she's like, he's going to propose to me. Da, 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 da. And she essentially corners him and she's like, what's good? And he's like, what's good with what? Like, it's mm-hmm. just, I feel like she wants to fit the part so bad. And I yeah. honestly... As a life lesson, I feel like that's where we all fail. We want to be someone we're not, and that's where we crumble. Just be who you are, Kenya. You're gorgeous. You're talented. And I feel like sometimes she tries too hard. She's reaching too hard for fame. Um, the pettiness, I, listen, the whole video with Phaedra, I'm like, why the fuck not, right? <laughs> do your thing, bitch. Be like that, that's me. like, ha ha he he. But I do feel like she's trying too hard at certain times, and I'm just like, that's why I'm not really rooting for you, baby girl. And the last thing, because I know we've been talking about Atlanta for a minute. Do you guys remember the the episode where they go on Cynthia's Bachelorette? Her new one, right? This new, her, the newest one with the male stripper. Does yeah, and that was like a whole scandal. Yeah, yeah. So wait, wait gonna- I haven't, I haven't, I'm not caught up. So she divorces the the older uh, bald man, right? Yeah, Peter. 
That one. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. She divorces Peter. So it's like the new man that she's marrying and it's her bachelorette. And they filmed it during COVID, I believe, like before even vaccines were a thing. So they were all very like cautious about everything they were doing. But they had, what was his name? Rolo? Maybe it was Polo. I, I don't forgot. Know. Jeanette, if you see any episode from the last season, just watch that episode. That episode is just nuts. Like everyone is like, they have a lingerie party. Then this male stripper comes out and it's Bolo. Just like, his name was Bolo, I think. Bolo. He's like famous. He was doing Instagram lives during COVID. So they're just like, let's bring him on. But I will pin it there because we could talk about Atlanta for ages. But one thing that I really want to touch on be- that I would be remiss to not is the first housewife that ever went to jail, Teresa. Now she, I think sort of set the stage of like, you think you're on a pedestal. You think you're on a reality TV show. You think this will never happen to me. And literally they had everything recorded. The minute that she was in jail, like the voice recordings, the minute she got back home to her kids, like this whole ordeal happened, right? Now, what were your thoughts when you really saw that happen? Like a really glamorous TV show, reality TV show. And then you see a housewife go to jail. I think the thing with Teresa was just like one, because if like if anyone doesn't follow it sort of the details are just it was mostly her husband like so that's the number one sort of thing here of just like you got to be paying attention to the documents that you sign and your bills ladies um but basically her husband was you know avoiding paying taxes he put all this he wasn't a u.s citizen that he was born in italy he was basically having her sign off on all these documents avoiding to pay taxes all this stuff for years and I just think, honestly, one, I mean, she had her partner, but I do think she didn't know. And that's kind of like the big thing with I the Erica scandal now is like people are trying to be like, what did you know? What didn't you know? And I think with Teresa, it does kind of, I mean, like who really knows? I mean, I, I don't read the terms and agreements of things that I sign. Like, and I know that it sucks as you want to be able to like trust <laughs> your husband is like not asking you to sign a fraudulent document that could send you guys to jail. I just think it was like, such a crazy thing because we all painted the housewives of just like oh my god these iconic women who are so rich like nothing can happen to them they are just like what we want to be and it's like oof like these people also sometimes don't have the best morals and are not the best people but also just are not like the smartest people and I it was just like I guess humbling in a way but also just like the craziest thing that she actually went to jail because her daughter's crying every when she came home literally still brings goosebumps like breaks my heart to this day it was so sad when Teresa came home from jail and her daughters are greeting her it just breaks your heart like how like that's such a sad how long was she in how long was she in jail again I believe it was just a year so I I looked it up because again I'm not too familiar with this but she was in prison for 11 months which hear me out let me be devil's advocate I feel that like that's not too bad I agree with Natalie sign read what you sign but also, homie, like, I'm the mother of your kids. You got to do me like that? Who's going to watch yeah. the kids while we're both in prison? Hello? So what yeah. they had to do was she went, oh. I believe she went first for yes. the first, she served her, her term. He watched the kids. Then he went and served and then he got deported immediately as soon as he yeah. got yeah. out. And I he served four it says, years. It, yeah, it says that she was in there for 11 months. And then it also says that, so here's the fucked up part. Like, listen, put me in prison for a year fuck the kids for a little bit like I'll get the vacation <laughs> but let me be real with you the part that really hurts me is what I just read online allegedly according to uh the blogs she has paid back over four hundred thousand dollars in restitution to the IRS 
Yeah. Um, and, and the New Jersey Department of Treasury. So damn, she got the federal and the local government. However, um, she's, it's estimated that she owes at least $11 million in debt. So not only you got me fucked up, I'm sorry, this man is not making it back to Italy. I'm gonna fuck your shit up because- He got you, deported. I'm flying to Italy. You gotta take me away from my goddamn kids for a year. I gotta go to prison. And her, her mother died while she was in jail. Oh, and they wouldn't let her out to see died. her mother? And her, and she wasn't allowed to leave. Her mother died. And my mother oh my passes. And now your ghetto ass is back in Italy while I gotta go over here and pay the goddamn IRS $11 million. And, mm, absolutely not. And they have four mm. kids. And they were, oh, and her, the kids were. Is he paying child support? I don't think so. He's in Italy. <laughs> he can I don't pay think he has support. money. <laughs> you can pay, if anything, Vanderpump Rules taught me, you can pay child support to another country. Oh, yes. What's his name? Brock is paying paying child support to his kids in fucking Australia. What's really sad, though, and I didn't know this, is that they were childhood sweethearts. So I was was about to say some shit about, like, oh, you know, don't date thugs. But, like, how are you supposed to know if, like, your neighbor (laughs) Billy, you know, you guys grew up together and now y'all, you know, have feelings and you get married? Like, Honestly, I'm sorry. That's just terrible. Wait, so he was never a citizen? No, he was only a resident. He never became a citizen. Lived in this country for almost 30 years and never became a citizen. And when he went back to Italy, like, I don't know if you guys have seen that episode, but he moved in with relatives that he hasn't seen and cousins and uncles and aunts that he's never met. And he had to live with them. It's like the TikTok sound. Hey, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? (laughs) But no, but it's so terrible. Honestly, I I would like to ask, I don't know if anyone has ever interviewed her and asked her this, but like, here's my thing. Maybe they never thought about it. And if they never thought about this, then it makes total sense that they went down and they went to prison for this dumb shit. But how do you marry someone who's not a legal citizen and she's a citizen and y'all don't go through the process, the legalities to make it was all him. He was just lazy about it. No, it's a marriage. It's not all him. It's no, like marriage. he never filed the paperwork to become a citizen. He was just like cruising. He's like, I'm fine. Yeah, Who cares? But, like, but no, I'm sorry. That's just ignorance on both ends. Because it is. I agree. That's the father of your children. And if you, unless he was like, oh, yeah, baby, I'm a citizen. I waved the American flag a long time ago. Then he lied to her. That's different. But if you get married and this man is just like, yeah, I may or may not fuck up at some point And, you know. Yeah. Homeboy paid. He did his due diligence, did his four years in jail. And then when he came out, she literally like it was when they filmed it for the Real Housewives. She's like, I am not attracted to him. Like he wants to do all this making up. She's like, there's so much anger in my heart. He took a year away from my parents, a year away from my kids. Like he did all these things to me and now they're divorced and he lives his life in Italy. They meet in the middle. They vacation in the Bahamas with their kids. Like that's how they do that but is she is she still Teresa Judas like is that her last name still I think so my mom has a friend who literally like that's she still has her ex-husband's last name their kids are grown their kids are like 18 at this point 18 years with that name and they got divorced halfway through the marriage and I'm like why why would you like every time someone calls you like let's say Vanessa married like a Thompson Vanessa Thompson every time somebody says your name you got to be out here reminded of this man clearly you got divorced for a reason I don't know and it's the, like, I get, I get the brand, but I'm just, but saying. if they get like remarried and then like, there's another like Mrs. Thompson and you're still going by that name. That's like weird. 
Well, it's wild because now she's engaged. No, yeah, that's the, with going back to Teresa. But that listen, is the craziest thing. And my also, thought did not guilty. So, like, how dumb can you be? Like, you you're not gonna play the IRS. They the government fucking knows. They have these files. Like, how dumb are you to plead not guilty? Well, you know who's that's also a very wild. dumb husband that we would also be remiss not to talk about is Tom Girardi. And I think this is probably like the most current situation happening so i feel like we're all very familiar in this this whole situation with erica i will not lie when i was watching beverly hills i was like oh i love erica like she didn't know like it's her husband she must not know but then i watched the reunion and i'm like this bitch knew what told you she knew for me i I just felt like the lies kept catching up like she seemed like the kind of person who said one lie and then would forget the lie so she make the lie even bigger like when she was talking about how Tom was his house was broken into but then her son went and then as her son was leaving his car rolled over five times because it was snowing in Pasadena and then someone googled and they're like it hasn't snowed in Pasadena since like 52. It's just like some things that she's saying is just so bonkers that I'm just like I know she's trying to defend herself like this is still a legal open case and she has to be very careful with the words that come out of her mouth. Baby girl you shouldn't even be recording in the first place if you're in this case that's so serious. I don't know that's just my thought. So can you remind us like what happened? I know obviously it has to do with money obviously um, yes he was an attorney too but so Erica Jane was married because I guess they filed for divorce. She was married to Tom Girardi, who is a really high profile lawyer. And he was mainly the kind of lawyer who would work against for like, not civil rights, but let's say there's an insurance claim. He would defend the victim in the insurance claim against said company. It's like civil suits. As information was coming out, we started to realize that a lot of victims in these lawsuits weren't getting their money. Allegedly, the things that are coming out is that, let's say there was a settlement of like $10 million. He would call them and be like, here's $100,000. But you know what? I think you should be smart with your money. You should invest here. You should invest here. Buy this stock. Like he would almost, because he knows that these people don't have he this type of claim that he was going to invest the money for them. So he yes. would be like, I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to invest this for you. And then I'll show you with your return and then never hit these bitches back. And none of them ever got their money. Never got their money. And I think he was just playing on the whole, they were playing on their situation. That's really what he was doing. So now all these allegations are coming out. All these lawsuits are coming out. All this money that he basically invested into the Erica Jane brand. So that's how her name is being tied into this. So throughout this, this last season of the Beverly Hills, it's just like, how much did she know? Did Mm -hmm. she know all these things that her husband was doing? I didn't know. I was also, again, catching up. I didn't know they were married for 21 years. Yeah. Wow. She was like 20 when they met and he was like 40. So that's because he was definitely older. So I think she met him when he was like 60. It's still wild to me that 21 years. I mean, listen, bitch, I would have married. There's probably a prenup somewhere in there. I'm saying I would pulled an Erica Jane. Yeah. <laughs> but there's probably a prenup like a really he's an attorney. He probably has a really tight prenup in there. He's not just going to like allow this woman to uh, she was a waitress when they met. Allow this she woman was to a stripper. It says she was a waitress. It says she was a waitress in Atlanta, but she also stripped in Jersey. It says that they met at a restaurant which where she waitressed at. The place was called Chasers or Ch- Chasens. Chasen's? Yeah, she was. She worked there with Daniel Staub, who was uh, actually a housewife on The Real Housewives in New Jersey. And she was like, yeah, we were waitresses. <laughs> so they were strippers. They're like what Mia was. Mia yeah. from Potomac. She's like, I walked around in a gown. I wasn't naked. I've never been to this fine establishment of Chasen's, Chasen's in West Hollywood. However, all I'm saying is I feel like for 21 years, Either she really did love him or the prenup was that tight that she's like the only no, way she has this lifestyle. Him. 
I think she loved him. That was the thing in the reunion was basically Andy was asking her like, okay, no matter what thick and thin, you would stand by Tom. Like no matter how old, he, like, cause you knew what you were signing up for when you got married because of how old he was. She would say, no matter like the illness, whatever happened, I'd stand by him. The second something pops off, you're like, I'm out. And you divorce him. She said apparently she was leaving for the divorce before she found out about the lawsuit. Dawson's like, yeah. no, no, no. She just happened to get divorced and then he got arrested. Yeah, like, yeah. So I just those. I thought those points were important to include. No, there is a lot of people I think are on, like really people don't know because she is doing a good job saving face on TV. I think the hardest thing, and this kind of came out in the Housewife and Hustler documentary was basically like, she knew what Tom's work entailed. She knew that the reason why they were rich was the fact of people dying. Like, you know, those are pretty far ends, but they are connected. Like, and that's what other lawyers that were on the documentary were saying. They were like, we were shocked to just see her boast about their private jets and because she was like one of the richest ones on the cast yeah for like, sure because wasn't she the one that she said that she needed like twenty thousand dollars to get ready f- mm-hmm. for, a, for her a show or something yeah. her, like yeah. her monthly maintenance was like twenty thousand dollars in beauty she had an yeah. allowance and so everyone was basically saying you know from the get it just was not right that this money clearly came from plane crash victims, house burning victims, like even these people getting money, they still lost a loved one. So yeah, they won a lawsuit, but at what cost? I think that's definitely something that kind of put a bad taste in their mouth about Erica from the beginning. Cause I didn't even know that's what Tom did. I don't think she knew the extent of all that he was doing, but how much do you think this 85 year old is working to support this lifestyle for you? I feel like that's what doesn't make sense is how has he kept the same lifestyle from when he was 60 to 85? His health is obviously deteriorating. I'm sure there's investments in other other things too that we probably are considering but I feel like I may be really out of line with this statement that I'm going to make but you guys remember that Amish documentary on Netflix or not Amish I'm sorry the murder by the Mormons wrong religion whoops the Mormon one where there were murder amongst the Mormons yes it's so good okay so I guess the, the connection I'm trying to make here, you know how like at the end- Getting to it, the, don't worry. <laughs> the wife is like, oh, I had no idea, right? And this isn't the first time we've seen this. Teresa Judice, if my man was doing some shit and maybe I probably don't know full-fledged what he's doing because like, you know, he goes to work, whatever the fuck, I trust him. I'm like, okay, all of a sudden we got a jet. I'm not asking questions. Like, who am I? Right, to you're like, right. if money's right. coming in, why are you asking right. questions? I get that, and I get I'm it. And if I'm getting the, I'm getting, I'm securing the bag, I got a Birkin. Listen, if he's out at, some type of weird hours of the night okay suspicious phone calls all right the irs is mailing him and i'm like why are they like okay like whatever like now police show up at her door Jeanette's like hey what's up hey like i got the robe ready for the moment like i'm just saying (laughs) my thing is did she know hey i signed these documents i fucked over this person whatever they probably don't know the facts yeah, well, you cannot tell me and I will die on this hill. You cannot tell me you didn't have a hunch. You didn't have some kind of suspicion. That's what you I'm saying. Some kind of idea that something was up. Something was smelling a little fishy. Something was amiss. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You can't fool me. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I feel like we should let Joss give a quick little piece of. I see her biting her nails. Yeah, you want to defend Erica a little bit? So my thing is with Erica and this whole thing. Even if you thought, because let's say I was dating a drug dealer, I wouldn't mind dating a drug dealer or someone who did imports and exports. You date a yeah. cocaine dealer? I date. My she man said, "Fuck in. a dealer. I need the supplier. Said, I need an international <laughs> drug smuggler. The, he works in the supply chain. Actually, <laughs> just a different kind of supply." 
supply chain. He works in the factory. Exactly. I just know he works in the supply chain. If they came to me and they were like, you're going to jail, I'd be like, for what? For what? He works in the supply chain. Isn't that what she always said? He's a lawyer. My man works in the supply chain. What do you mean? I would rather go to jail. I would not be like, oh, I had a hunch. Obviously, she's not going to go out on live TV. Like, listen, Jocelyn, <laughs> if you were in this situation, you wouldn't be out here on the TV being like, yeah, you know, I may have or may have not known. But what if she didn't know? Like, I get that re- she's not going to say it publicly, but I'm just saying for anyone that's like, oh, yeah, she didn't know. You're stupid. That's what I'm saying. The other thing is now is like, She's just been, and I get it, she's been through a lot, but she's just been a fucking bitch this entire season to everyone. And yeah, the thing she's is been, like, I didn't like that. Cause I feel like, like she's usually like messy in a fun way. No, yeah, yeah but now she's just being like straight up like Me. a bitch. And it's just, you don't get, and here's my issue is like, she gets mad at all like the women asking her questions or like not believing her. And it's like, if I was the woman, I wouldn't want to side with her, like not knowing what she knew. Like imagine the ones that are like standing by her and then it comes right. out. You. Now you're friends yeah. with a fucking terrible person. But right. then if you're like against her, she's like, oh my God, like I couldn't trust you. Like we can never be friends again. Like I think the other women are definitely in a hard position, but I also think Erica doesn't get to be on a reality show where she opens her entire life and they get mad at these women for asking questions. Like that's why I think Erica's guilty because Lisa Rinna's covering up for her too much. And I I will give Lisa Rinna that she calls everyone out on their bullshit in like in a very messy way, but she calls them out for her to be like, no, what? Like if anyone sees her face throughout the reunion, Erica, no, like Erica's a good person. (laughs) I'm just like, like if they had never gone on TV, they could still potentially be living this luxurious undercover life. The fact that it was brought to light, people maybe started asking questions, especially if it's a tight-knit circle. That 1% of the wealthy, wealthy people, it's tight up there. There's not that many rich people. When you know someone and and you know of someone or whatever, like I'm just saying like, word travels fast and people start asking questions and you know these people are they bored they probably someone probably called up the irs themselves and was like hey have you looked into this man you know anonymous tip and the biggest thing that kicked it off was them getting divorced and like you're saying like if they weren't these big people then we wouldn't care about another couple getting divorced but the fact that they got divorced like shook everyone and really made everyone kind of think like this is strange, like something, right. then everything slowly unraveled from there, but it's fucking crazy. I hope we do find out more information because it's just sad for all the victims and everyone. Hopefully we'll find out soon. Before I travel to NetNet with Nat, I do want to end this episode in a fun way. Ladies, if you could live in any franchise, what would it be? Very quick, very quick. Potomac. Love that answer. Definitely Beverly Hills. I love it. Love it. My answer was going to be Beverly Hills, but all these, but they keep getting robbed. And like, it's they all keep fucking getting robbed because they literally show it's so easy to find all their houses. And like, like everything that happened with Dorit, I don't know, man, that scares the hell out of me. But the women that I'm really liking, you know, besides the Mormonism, like if I could be like a good little Catholic in South Lake City, then I think maybe I would enjoy it. They have money. Like that's generational money. Some of them. The city that I would want to live in is actually New York. Because I think they're wild and crazy. And I feel like that sort of goes with my vibe. So right. I would always be entertained with Sonia Morgan. Not so much Ramona. She's problematic. But the Sonia of them all. she was in her 60s. 
Yeah, Ramona is like 62. What the fuck is she still doing on this show? She needs to be canceled. She's actually under investigation right now for a very racist comments that she made. That's why they didn't have a reunion because of that investigation. Let's go over to Net Net with Nat. This Net Net with Nat is going to be, you know, not the typical light mood because there's a lot of shit going on that has been going on in the last few weeks with more information developing so I kind of just want to have a quick chat with everyone obviously a lot of the news has come out about Astro World, everything going on with Travis Scott and the festival from a few weeks back I just think it's a really tragic story definitely rest in peace to everyone who has lost their lives and but just the videos coming out I really like think that people are obviously in agreement of like everything that went wrong at the festival but mm-hmm. just some new things that I discovered from TikTok because now a lot of people are like recanting and sharing their stories was basically how the barricade was laid out so basically you have your normal stage and then you have a barricade at the front obviously Jeanette knows like we've been to festivals before it's usually just like the front barricade and then it's an open field. People can come and go as they please. Cramming is a pretty typical thing, but this layout was just one of the craziest things I've seen. So it was the barricade. Then there was, I believe this might've been the VIP section or was the section behind it. Then there was a second barricade. Mm-hmm. And then that was a little pit. And then there was a third barricade. Yeah. So there was literally pits that people were getting trapped in it was shaped like a snake like that's the best visual yeah. i could think of barricade and then like two snakes so it kind of like weaved in like a maze type of thing and so the only exit were like these small little side exits and mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a festival like it's fucking hard enough to get out in an open field let alone these little tiny you know areas that they've set apart so Obviously, everyone's talking about how people were just jumping over the barricades and just squishing these areas to like people literally couldn't breathe. I know some girl was saying like the only way she could breathe was if she like stuck her head up and like breathe in the air and like sucked in air and put her head back down. So I just think one, how they laid out the festival from the get was just going to be an issue. I don't know how anyone have ever thought that a festival like that could work out with barricades because you know people are going to push. You know people are going to go crazy. Personally, in my opinion, I think Travis Scott has a huge part in this. Like, I mm-hmm. really don't think there's any way to defend him just from previous concerts as well. Even in the Astro World documentary that they did with him on Netflix, he goes into his arrest from Lollapalooza where he did the exact same thing. So I just kind of want to get everyone's, like, opinion on that. Do you think he's to blame? Do you think, like, is this just festival culture is this normal like no you know. this is i'm sorry i'm gonna go first because i'm i'm really feel some type of way about this this is not festival culture i've been to many of festivals i'm going to one this weekend a this is not this is not how you set up and now for the people that are like oh well he didn't know any better he's a performer you know it's his staffs he is a part of his team right so he he is the boss he hires these people and not only that but like you have to remember that Travis Scott wasn't always like a household name. He used to be an average run-of-the-mill rapper before he got to stardom, right? And when you start from the bottom and now you're here, usually when you're starting your career, you're very involved in the process. You're shadowing yeah. other rappers. You're opening for other rappers. It's kind of like cooking. Like it's very hands-on. Whether you're just the pastry chef, you also know mm-hmm. where the kitchen or the the salad station is. You know what I mean? Like you're involved in from front of the house to back of the house. Like you yeah. know, you might not know everything, and you don't have to know everything. But there are certain things. A lot of DJs, a lot of performers, a lot of artists, a lot of rappers know sound quality. Know about these things. They know. There's so 
many other artists that have been in this similar situation. Safety is a concern always, right? And so your number one priority should be your fans and the people that are attending this event, not just for drug use, not just for mass shootings, but for basic necessities like bathrooms, air, breathing. Did he go through the list and check them all twice before he started the concert? Obviously not. But these are things that he should know. He has an eagle eye point of view. He has higher ground advantage. He can see, right? And granted, like, yes, the lights are blinding. It's dark. All of these things are factors, right? But I'm just saying there is a responsibility that he has to take. I think he is wild. The way the other videos that I've seen of his live in concert how he's encouraged people to jump off of balconies and yeah, punch each other. Yeah, he definitely promotes the a raging type of lifestyle. I love a rage, right? I love a rave. I love going out there. My man loves going in and doing a mosh pit. I'm not about that life, okay? I'm four foot something and a hundred and something pounds. I'm not going to be in there like swimwear because I'm a die. But if you if, if you like that, you can do that safely. And what I, I agree. what I can say is I feel like this was a this was the fire fest of rap because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I think there were also a lot of problems. A lot of people did break in and like there were there was an influx of people that mm-hmm. they weren't anticipating to be there, but they did declare it a state of emergency. I, I believe the Houston police or someone did from the city of Houston declared it a state of emergency and he continued to play for 30 minutes and then he brought Drake out. Like, why you gotta bring Drake out? You know, the crowd's gonna go wild. Even if like, he didn't see anything, right? Let's say the lights are blinding, he didn't see shit. Someone's talking to him in his ear and- Well, he was like, stopped four like, times through his set. Right. And, and it, so if people are stopping you, then you gotta be like, hey, stop the music. I'm gonna give mm-hmm. y'all 15, 20 minutes, take 10 steps back. Everybody like, you know, cool off, like whatever. Once we got the green light, I'll come back out and we'll finish this. I want everybody to be safe and have a good time. Is it that hard? It's not, okay? He should be canceled. So should his baby mama. Like, I'll say this really quick, Nat. The Raging Lifestyle at Music Festivals, Jeanette, like, the way that he does it is a very violent way, right? And I was talking to my brother about it because my brother's a huge Travis Scott fan. Like, he's been to a lot of, like, the Suicide Boys. He's been to, um like little pump concerts, like Caesar lives that kind of like Gen Z lifestyle. And Caesar was saying that he was at a concert a couple of weeks ago and it's the same thing. He's like, it's, he's like, that's why I was watching the videos. He's like, it's the same thing at these concerts I go to, but he's like, the, there's a girl that actually fell. And he's like, literally the rapper was just like, back away, form a circle, form a circle. And he's like, they picked her up. And he's just like, it's so easy for you to like, hey, let me back up for a second. Let me give this person air. But it's like, of course they didn't have that because they literally were like in hamster cages in these pits. If you know this is like that, like Live Nation is behind this festival. Like there's so many reputable companies, event management companies that are behind this. You should know much better. If you know that people like to jump fences, people like to skip the lines, people like to do all these things, and you need to be prepared for it. You need to have more EMTs on hand. You need to have more police on hand. You need to have, like, there was a girl on TikTok who was saying that they weren't even scanning wristbands at one point. They were just letting people in. Like, it was so disorganized. Like, you can't run a festival like that and put your name on it and be a brand and not be like, fuck, I messed up. Some girl was saying, like, no vax cards, no bags, nothing. Like, literally, someone could have brought... God forbid, someone could have brought a gun in this thing. She was like, yeah. no one was checking anything. But she was like, the security guard literally told me, I'm just here to make sure no one tries to resell their tickets. Like, that's all that the security guards cared about was making money. And it's just like, it's it's disgusting, honestly. The issue too, and I go back to the layout because I think the layout is so important. We, listen, jumping through a barrier or I'm sorry, like a fence and yeah. breaking into a festival, 
is nothing new. People have been doing it yeah, since for sure. You're always going to have someone that sneaks in or whatever. You know what I mean? Or sometimes Lollapalooza had it, what, like two years ago where it happened people last just year. ran? Yeah. They ran and they jumped over and what, maybe 50 people, I don't know, 20, mm-hmm. 50 people got in. So whatever. So it, it, it's a thing that happens. And that's where I'm like, that's something that's out of your hands. So if you can't control the uncontrollable variables, you have to control what you can control. Mm-hmm. The layout, I think, is the biggest problem. I agree with you. If y'all want to kick each other in the face and you want to pay money to get kicked in the fucking face, that's your business. I don't really fucking care. I'm not going to go, but you can. So if y'all are about raging and punching and mosh pitting, whatever. That I don't even like his music. Let's start there. So y'all can go. Y'all can do that. My issue is the layout. There's, I've seen so many people, and again, I'm not from Houston. I've never been to this venue. I could be speaking out of line, but I've seen so many people talk about how is usually whenever there's concerts, that stage is usually the main stage. And usually it's just an open area. People don't seem to understand why these barricades were set in a certain way. I understand barricades at the front mm-hmm. of the stage, right? For sound, for safety, whatever. And then I understand barricades. Usually the only other time I've seen barricades are around like, the light people, you know what I mean? Like the people that are like in the center that are like- The center that were controlling the sound. The sound, the light. I've never seen barricades that go in and out like this. Um, It's crazy. How can you put a barricade in front and behind someone? You're literally trapping them. I don't understand how that works. And if someone in the industry like could tell us, that'd be great. But I think the other thing too is the lineup. I, I saw the lineup, right? And so this is supposed to be a festival. That's not a festival because the only person playing during that time was him. There was no, no SZA also performed. Well, okay. So not the during his I set saw, though. I think no, not during, not his, during set, his set. No, set. That's no, what no, no. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, that's right what on. I'm saying. That's the issue. When you go to a real festival, right? Yes, you're going to have headliners, right? Like Beyonce, like everyone's going to go to Beyonce. But you also have like at least another stage, usually two or three other stages. It's like a two-day festival though. It's not like huge enough for it to be multiple. But, but, but you and need to have multiple people playing, even if it's just your grandma. No, he sleep. just needed a limited capacity. I think we're looking into this like too much. He needed to have somebody else playing during that time because believe it or not, that's why everybody rushed to that stage. He's the, he, it's his festival. He's the headliner, yet he has nobody else playing elsewhere. Yeah, but you could argue they do the same thing for Coachella, the headliner. They only have one person playing when Ariana Grande is on stage or Beyonce is on stage. They have no other another- at Coachella? There are other stages, but there's not other people playing while you have your headliner performing. That's why they're the headliner. That's that's insane to me. All festivals aren't the same. EDM Fest, we can go back, listen to the festival <laughs> episode if you want to talk, like, because now we're back on talking about fucking festivals. But not all festivals are the same. And EDM festivals aren't the same as rap festivals, probably aren't the same as like the top 40 or what's another one, Lollapalooza or whatever. Usually when you have a headliner, like when Miley Cyrus performed at Lollapalooza, there's not two, three other people performing that's why it's the headliner i don't think it's out of the norm that there were a ton of people watching him i think the barricades point was it and i think they lost control over the capacity and i think it's his fault whether he knew what was happening or not and that's that whatever lawsuits he gets even if he i don't know if he'll necessarily get jail time but someone's gonna go to jail 
I definitely yeah. think that I just think he's wrong. And I mean, it's not that I think he's wrong. I just think that you, you should know who's on your team and that should have been like its own safety precaution itself, especially if you're known to have these type of festivals. I don't think he'll get canceled from this. Unfortunately. I, I mean, think I'm going to make sure I have a Scott fan anyways. I feel like the people who listen to him are mostly like the alternative kids. I think he only gets a little bit more clout because he hangs out with Drake and the Kardashians, to be honest. I didn't so even maybe know that. he had this many fans. Like when I saw, like, I really- No, he's huge. I think he's so into Travis Scott, like back in 2015. Like I, I used to know. stream him like he is a crazy. Nice, I did not your, know. Your festivals are literally known for like people like mosh pitting. That's the thing. I think definitely just, you know, for everyone listening, do your research, uh, stay safe, be careful. Like definitely concerts, like this is not- It shouldn't be normal. Thing. You're right yes. with that, Natalie. Yeah. Cause even like, I remember I saw 21 Savage at a music Midtown and I remember people ran and bitch, I was running the other way. I was like- Yeah, I don't like big crowds anyways. Yeah. Maybe I'm paranoid, but I don't, I'm like, I'll go find a little pocket, a little corner. I just genuinely think of myself in that situation. And like, I would have absolutely had a panic attack and like, yeah. And it's just, you know, it's super sad. I I definitely, it sucks that this will be a precedent, but like, hopefully people will learn from this for festivals in the future in regards to like safety and just like how to act. Like some people were fucking acting like just animals. And I, oh, you know, can I say something actually in regards to safety? Um, I did see this. Uh, if you do find yourself in any scenario, be it the New York subway or a festival and you're in a crowded place, right? If you're in a crowd and you have big tits, you're in a better place because you're creating a pillow between yourself and the other people. If you don't, or if you want additional protection, you got to put your arms up like this. It creates a barrier that allows your lungs to expand so you can continue to breathe even in a crowded city. Uh, you're welcome. That is a good tip. With that safety tip, thank you so much, gossipers, for listening to another fabulous episode of Gossiping, the podcast where we gossip while we sip. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gossipin Podcast and tune into new episodes or binge old ones on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or Audible. We'll see you guys all next week. Please be safe if you're going to any music festivals and watch some reunions of The Real Housewives. Let us know who your favorite housewife is. Oh my is. God, such different topics. Enjoy boy to be safe. Thank you, girls. Bye. 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 Bye.